It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. Final segment of the show today. Great to be with you here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. And of course, a lot of what we have been talking about, and uh, if you missed that last segment with Christine Cook Fairbanks uh, from the Sutherland Institute, uh, just these critical skills that we hope our young people get in terms of, of open mindedness, uh, acceptance, critical thinking. Uh, these things that we really value, uh, we often don't live very well as adults, uh, particularly when it comes to change. Uh, change is a tough one uh, for a lot of us. And, you know, Winston Churchill was uh, at least purported to have said, uh, take change by the hand or change will take you by the throat. <laughs> I think I think that's pretty true. And if you look back at your life or your business or career or community, Uh, You can see places where maybe you've been resistant to change or you haven't been open-minded or willing to consider an alternative. And how often change does just kind of grab you by the throat in that scenario and uh, teaches you the harder lessons of life. And we see that all over the place. Political parties, elected officials, business leaders, uh, the consulting class for sure, uh, regularly dismiss the need to change or adapt. And yet change is everywhere in the 21st century. And I remain convinced that how individuals and how organizations deal with change usually determines their destiny. It determines what's coming up next for them. And when I think about that, I've I've spent so much time talking to to business executives over my consulting career and politicians in in that phase of my life. Uh, And now with people who are trying to create change Uh, There are so many that just get so locked in to either what they think they know or what they are certain is real that they are just refuse any input relating to change. And often I would share that old story, uh, and you all are familiar with it, the uh, the arrogant, unbending, unwilling to change sea captain. Uh, And I always say that he represents most of us (laughs) in our personal genius uh, that uh, we resist the change, that somehow because of who we are or our titles or positions that we don't have to change. And you remember how the story goes. It's a it's a dark, foggy night in the big stormy sea, and the captain of the ship spots the apparent light from another ship off in the distance. And so being a good captain, he fires off a message, flashes it across the water, change your course 20 degrees north, and it's almost instant. There's a reply flashed back. Change your course 20 degrees south. So so now the, the captain's angry. Uh, how dare another vessel challenge him, the captain? Uh, and so he sends another message back across. I'm the captain and commander in the naval forces. I say change your course 20 degrees north. And the responding message from the other vessel, I'm a seaman first class. I have no commander. And I say change your course 20 degrees to the south which, of course, infuriated the captain, uh, who then signaled, hey, I'm in a battleship. You better change your course 20 degrees north or else. And after a brief pause, 
The angry captain, of course, waited. He was certain that there would be a very submissive reply to his big command. But finally, the response comes back. I say, change your course 20 degrees south. I'm in the lighthouse. And so many of us are like that sea captain. We are so dug in. And everybody loves to talk about change. Everyone loves to talk about change. Few people are willing to actually engage in change. And so what we have to get to, we have to be willing not only to engage in the conversation about change, which is often what we see in Washington. We're seeing that today. Everybody's saying, well, yeah, we need to make some changes to our voting our voting rights and how our, our votes are taking place, our elections. Uh, but when it comes down to actually getting to the nitty-gritty of it, uh, the number of folks signing up for that are, are far fewer. Many want to talk about the change in terms of funding our infrastructure. Very few are willing to get to the change of how can we look at it differently? How could we accomplish it better? How could we change the way that we've done it for the last half century? Isn't there a better way? Could there be another way? Uh, Often, a lot of us fall into that category. uh, You know, change is good. You go first. (laughs) You ever use that line? (laughs) Change is great. Uh, You you take it on. I, I got your back. I'm right behind you. We're with you all the way. And again, I've seen that in so many organizations where, yeah, we we got to change. We know we have to change. You know, you go first. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'll see you at the next meeting. And so what we have to be careful of is that we do have so many of the, of the pundits and the experts who polarize, who politicize, who put, who pit us against each other uh, for a whole host of reasons, media ratings, clickbait, revenue, fundraising dollars, uh, winning political elections, all of those things. Uh, but we have we have created this environment where no one's willing to let go of a position even when they know it won't work or they're clearly presented with a, a better way or an alternative. And I think on a day like today, uh, we can call out Democrats and Republicans alike, and say, just step back a little bit. Just consider, just consider on the voting rights bill, do we really need a 900-page complete federal takeover of our country's election system? Do we really have to have that? When we know, we know there are 10 or 12 really significant and very important changes and modifications that could be made that everybody agrees on. But instead, we've got leaders on both sides of the aisle who are digging in their heels, not because they're necessarily right and not necessarily because they're standing on principle, but because they're unwilling to consider even for a moment, heaven forbid, they might be wrong or worse, What if my opponent, what if my political opponent is right? And that unwillingness to consider changing course, and whether that issue is voter rights or immigration or criminal justice or poverty or health care or tax reform or education or addiction, all of that ensures that we're going to just be continually tossed about on the waves of the politics and caught in the prop wash of it all instead of navigating our way into a harbor that has real solutions in it. And we need those solutions, by the way. Uh, The history of businesses is also filled with all kinds of accounts of wonderful companies, great brands, cutting-edge products, 
uh, who died simply because the people around them were unwilling to change course or were unwilling to say we got it wrong or we had the wrong person in the wrong slot. And today organizations, I believe, that are nimble, that are swift to embrace change, that have accountability and authenticity and transparency, uh, they're the ones who will navigate the tough seas, the stormy economic situation. And then, of course, there's a personal component to all of this changing course business. Often we see it today as just the unfriend button on social media. Easiest way to not have to change or or to even challenge your own assumptions. Uh, and it's easy, you know, or we, we double down in an argument with a spouse or a child just because we think we're right and they're wrong. And we can dismiss a neighbor because uh, their call to change course undermines our view of an issue. But the reality is, is the American people regularly vote for change. Uh, But sometimes they only do it if they don't have to get out of their own comfort zone. And so we have to recognize that change is not the enemy. Change is the ally. If you want to improve in any area, change is your ally, not your enemy. You might need wholesale change. You might need a massive change. Or you might just need a little tweak. But you have to be open to both of those. Because nothing changes. Nothing ever changes. Until we are willing to change. I think Winston Churchill got it right. You can either take change by the hand. Or wait and let change grab you by the throat. I think change is our ally. And that's the way we should look at it. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.